to the Pioneer Restaurant Studio on University Boulevard, just south of campus. It is time for the latest edition of the Coach Bill Tierney Show from the uh, beautiful and still standing Pioneer. Coach, good to see you. What's going on? You too. I'm happy to be in a place that has such historical meaning. <laughs> it certainly does. A place where thousands of Denver Pioneer fans got to celebrate on Saturday as DU Hockey won its ninth national championship in program history. Uh, this edition of the Coach Bill Tierney Show presented by your Front Range Toyota stores. My name is Tyler Mon talking Denver Pioneers lacrosse today alongside the head coach of the Pioneers, Bill but before we dive into your game from this past weekend, a fun one to talk about, uh, I got to ask you about Saturday. You guys played Saturday morning. Were you traveling when the national championship game was on? You were on the road at Villanova. What was the the setup? Did you get back in time? It was the greatest thing going. We had a you know we had a drive from Philly up to Newark to get a direct flight, so it couldn't have worked out better. We had the first period of the hockey game while we were at the at the gate at the airport. And then it was so funny because we're on the plane. Second period is, you know, pretty quiet. You know, we were, you know, hockey was playing great, great defensively. Our goalie yeah. stood on his head. But, uh, you know, it was pretty quiet. And then in the third period, when the first goal was scored, the plane erupted. <laughs> and, and, and the uh, flight attendants didn't know what was going on. <laughs> So all of a sudden, panic hits in the plane of what is going on here. And so uh, we quickly explained it's okay. It's just a sporting event. Everything's fine. No no problems here. And then uh, the second goal comes, and it erupts again. Now, now, but now it's become throughout the plane that that everybody's getting involved with it, except for, I'm sure, uh, you know, Maybe a couple of people from Michigan that were on a plane. I'm not sure, but uh, it was it was fantastic. And then each subsequent goal just was louder and louder. And so, you know, the kids were watching it. Uh, we were watching it, and uh, it was it couldn't have been better. I'm so proud of David and the staff and 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 their their players just to persevere through those first two periods to play the teams that they had to play all year long. Uh, you know, in the regional, they're playing two teams that are mo- basically monsters and, and beat those. Then they play a team that has seven first-rounders. Right. Supposed to lose that one, win that one, and then, uh, and then win the championship just for, for our department, but our, also our university. Um, what that win does is just... You know, after COVID, it couldn't. It just couldn't have been a better timed event and a more important event for our university. Pretty incredible stuff this past weekend. A huge congratulations to Denver Hockey. This episode of the Coach Bill Tierney Show brought to you by Johnson Financial Group, partnering with families to bring simplicity and peace of mind as they help you achieve your financial goals. Coach, before we talk about Villanova, I want to ask you, you mentioned David Carl, Pioneer said coach, 32 years old, I believe the fourth youngest head coach in the history of college hockey to win a national championship. You're a guy who's won a ton of national championships throughout your career. You share your wing of the building with the hockey guys, and we talked about this a couple weeks ago. No, no, uh, no, 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 no. They share their uh, right, wing of the building share... with us. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, John Booth and his staff. <laughs> right, right, of course, the Denver Sports Properties folks as well. You guys have gotten to, to know each other and, and get close over so many years, and we talk a lot about the, the coaching family aspect at DU. To see a, a head coach win a, a championship of any kind, 
is going to be important is going to be an amazing thing to see a 32 year old head coach do it and somebody who you have seen on campus since playing days assistant coaching days uh you know when he came in obviously the the story about dc not being able to play as a member of the pioneers but um you know being on the ice as a member of that team as a volunteer assistant when he was in school out of school as an assistant coach uh leaving to to coach at the the junior level and then coming back what did it mean in that coaching brotherhood to see that happen for him well there's so many sides stories which you bring up brought up a lot you know david didn't have the chance to play because it's you know it's told as a freshman he's got a heart issue and right. he can't play and and to persevere through that but i think the thing that sticks out to me the most was uh the week before the regionals i asked tavis um did it bother you that you weren't able to use your home ice to practice um, because of the robotics convention setting up? Right. Because we have to have our priorities. And uh, <laughs> he just looked at me like I was crazy. He said, no, that doesn't matter. And I, I was just kind of took a step back and said to myself, you know, in all these years of coaching, I've let so many little things matter that these guys, these guys got it together. They really do. And, and the way they practiced, the way they persevered, the way they were basically matter of fact about uh, the, the matchups they had, the challenges they faced and all those things. Uh, and now you throw in a 32 year old head coach who is just mature beyond my years much less his um is just so so rewarding you know oftentimes i've talked about our du athletic department as as being one that's friendly competitive where the coaches are all so successful that you feel like uh and and us in a year like this god forbid we're six and five um that you feel like you're letting everyone else down so uh obviously with uh, with, with hockey being our flagship sport, it's it's wonderful for them to win, and we're we're all on board, and we're all so happy for David and his and his whole you know, team. Fun time around this campus, and uh, Pioneer Lacrosse coming off a victory as well. Regular season continues on week number two in the Big East Conference slate, and uh, that is what we are here to discuss here in this opening segment. As much as uh, as DU hockey claim the national title, it's a big win that you're coming off of on the road on Saturday, uh, a Saturday morning faceoff. Mountain time, uh, a back and forth game as true as back and forth games can go. You basically just alternated goals throughout the entirety of regulation on Saturday, but you come away with a 12 10 win over Villanova at Villanova. Getting wins in conference is massive, getting road wins in conference is massive, but this game felt huge in a sense of uh, maybe some importance that you haven't necessarily felt in the regular season in Big East Conference play in recent years because you've been so dominant in Big East Conference play. Coming off the loss to Georgetown in week one, uh, give us your, your biggest impressions and how your team responded to get this win. Well, once again, you know, and, and it takes adversity to, to find these things out, but once again, um, I couldn't be more proud of our young men for uh, you know, everybody else is telling us we're down. Everybody else is telling us we're not having a good year. Everybody else is telling us we don't have a chance. And so to watch these kids persevere through this, they were as businesslike as they could have been after a tough loss to Georgetown. You know, we, we, we feel like we let a lot of people down in that, in that game. And, uh, um, to come back and play a team, interestingly enough, that w has gone under the radar and has been so underrated that this Villanova team is really good. Um, uh, you know, just like the Ohio State game, you know, the guys were, out, we're away, we're supposed to lose, everything's pointing against us, we're going downhill, you know, and these guys, they just 
played and and um, and and he did such an amazing job. You know, as as I always say, but it's always true. Matt Brown, uh, John Gallant, Eric Adamson, they prepared last week like it was the end of the world, and we had the kids ready and the kids just stayed at it stayed at it you know we were up 6-4 they go up 7-6 we come back and go up a couple we make a couple of mistakes uh you know our senior captain steps out of bounds with no pressure but then comes back and makes a big clearing play so um you know it's just pretty matter of fact how our guys go about their business and i think to win big games you have to be a little bit matter of fact this is uh, a circumstance that's so different. I'm, the outlier was 2021. When you play 10 conference games, you're going to get a shot at everybody twice. Uh, to be back in the normalcy format of one matchup against everybody in conference play, you know you're going to get everybody's best. You can't hold anything back. They're not holding anything back for the second time you see them. Uh, from what you saw against Villanova, what do you feel like was the, the difference maker in that your guys were able to get on, especially a good role coming out of halftime again? I mean, you scored four the first five out of the halftime break, um, which is similar to what you did uh, against Ohio State two weeks ago. What felt like it worked best against Villanova? I think just the, 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 the keeping an eye on, on the prize. You know, there was no very little emotion in the game when it came to being too high or too low. Our bench was really supportive of the guys on the field. Uh, John, Jack Thompson played very well in the goal, his best best game by far. Um, their goalie played extremely well. So, you know, this could have very easily been a 15-14 or, you know, 16-15 type game. And because, uh, you know, they their goalie stole four or five breakaways on, you know, layups. Uh, and so um, I think um, that and, and, you know, we always talk about Alex Stathicus, uh um, you know, he didn't win the the the, the uh, stat war, but he won he won the biggest faceoff of the game and, and scored a goal on it, by the way. But uh, you know, just having that kind of energy and that kind of fortitude and, and perseverance and, and no nobody ever quitting throughout the season and now throughout that game when we were supposed to not do well. Um, you know, was was just it's something pretty special to watch. Denver with a big victory on Saturday to knock off Villanova. The final in that one, 12-10. The Pioneers returning home at six and five overall, one and one in Big East Conference play. Let's talk a little bit more about the Villanova game and preview what is coming up this weekend as the Pios return home. Denver set to take on St. John's coming up on Saturday afternoon, and hopefully a little bit warmer day uh, than what we've got today here on campus. <laughs> but we will step aside for a timeout. It's the Coach Bill Tierney Show on ESPN Denver 1600, presented by. Your your front range Toyota stores back in a moment from the Pioneer Restaurant. Back inside the Pioneer Restaurant studio on ESPN Denver 1600. It is the Coachville Turkey Show presented by Johnson Financial Group, partnering with families to bring simplicity and peace of mind as they help you achieve your financial goals. Tyler Mon and the head coach of the Pioneers, Bill Tierney, as Denver returns home this weekend to take on St. John's, which is uh, game number three of the five-game conference slate for the Pioneers in uh, in Big East play. Um, coach, you're coming off a win. Obviously, weeks going into home. Home games coming off of wins feel really good. Uh, but this week, you know, you're in a spot where you know at one and one, 
Can't have a letdown against anybody. And St. John's is a team that is coming in struggling this year record-wise, but the talent on St. John's is always really impressive. Uh, what is the preparation like this week to get set for them? Well, you know, we'll see. And, and all the things we talked about a little earlier about our guys staying the course and, and you know, not worrying about being the underdog. And uh, now we've got to keep that same exact mindset being the the favorite in a game you know it's our home game it's our senior day it's it's got the makings of a disaster to be honest with you so uh, our job this week is to make sure that we keep keep our young minds on the game um, make sure that we're focused on the importance of this game uh, hopefully hopefully honoring the seniors who have given us four or in some cases five years of, of their young lives to for the betterment of our school and, and our department and, uh, and our program, obviously. So the mindset is really about staying the course, but understanding that uh, we cannot afford any slip-ups, especially after a big win over Villanova. This uh, St. John's team in what they present from year to year, obviously they've had uh, a coaching staff that's been there a while and Jason Miller has had ups and downs. But like I said, a team that always seems to be able to bring in a good amount of talent. Uh, how does St. John's um, look this season? I mean, from the, the personnel they've got uh, to what they do well as a team. Give us a little preview of the Red Storm. Well, you know, if you look back a year ago, we scored the first 15 goals in this game at home. And then, you know, we tried to substitute. And uh, this St. John's team has offensive talent. And so they banged off, I think it was 12 goals or something against us in that second you know, from the middle of the second quarter through the end of the game, which was, you know, disappointing. We were trying to get guys on the field who hadn't played much, but um, they've got offensive talent. They they mix it up defensively. Uh, they've struggled a little bit in the face-off department, struggled a little bit in, in, in goalie-save department, but um, it, it just gives you the opportunity to focus on us, and that's ultimately in sports uh, – you got to face great opponents like Georgetown, like Villanova. And, uh, but at the end of the day, the bottom line really is uh, you're fighting against yourself and your own, your own demons. And can we correct and can we improve on, on some of the things that we've uh, not, been, not been great at all year long? I want to um, step away from asking about lacrosse for a second. We're hanging out in the Pioneer today, which, like I said, is still standing after uh, Saturday's national championship win. They just had a couple guys in here who are refelting the pool table because I would imagine there was a beverage or two on it this weekend. One of my favorite things about uh, Pioneer said Coach Bill Tierney, your stories about anything and everything in the world are some of my favorites. I feel like you're a guy who has maybe at some point refelted a pool table. No, I might have been a guy who caused the refelting <laughs> of a pool table or two. But, you know, one thing I've learned over the years when you get to be 70 years old is that thankfully there aren't a lot of people around who remember those stories. That is true. That's a, that's a good point. So, and if they're around, they're not in the immediate vicinity to rat you out right now. Or think, it, think that it wasn't cool. <laughs> All right, Coach, let's talk a little bit more about this weekend. You've got, uh, obviously, a, a couple more games at, at Barton Stadium this year, but you talk about the veterans, the guys who you are going to honor, fourth- and fifth-year players who have been here for um, such a large portion of their young lives, and they are coming out of the weirdest time for college athletes, uh, like we've discussed, really since war times, um, going through a pandemic, going through um, you know what that meant being a, not only a college student but a college athlete, uh, the weird practices, the social distancing, 
all the stuff that um, we've all grown accustomed to over the last couple of years. What does this group that you are saying goodbye to this year mean to you guys as a staff and what they have battled through? The fact that they've battled through it and stayed such great young men. These guys, uh, you know, every one of our seniors has a job you know, heading into heading into the summer. Every one of our fifth year guys, a couple are looking forward to playing professional lacrosse like, you know, Jack Hanna and and, and uh so we'll we'll see. But uh, you know, I just you know, yesterday for instance we we cut practice short and went over and worked out with the Denver City Lacks, our inner city lacrosse program that Matt Brown and I are on the board of trustees for Eric Law basically runs the program with Ben and, and Rod Allison um, and what they do for these young people in the, in the middle of the city uh, through the game of lacrosse is, is so amazing. But yesterday we brought 40, 45 of our players over to work with them and so inspiring just to watch our guys get around these young people and smile and laugh and use the game of lacrosse to make these kids happy for an hour and a half or two. Um, just tells you so much more uh, uh, about this thing. You know, I, I just wrote our parents a mid-season letter and explained to them that, yes, we've been through some tough ups and, ups and downs, but the courage and, and, and the fun that we had with City Lacks and all that shows that these young men, look, we always want to win. We want to win every game. We're not going to. So what, what can they learn from it? And it's demonstrated on a day like yesterday that they've learned valuable lessons about appreciating people who don't have it as well as they do, about being happy through the game and about just being uh, great friends and teammates. So I, I tell you, I walked off that field yesterday feeling just as good as I did walking off the field Saturday. All right, Coach, a couple more for you, and uh, we'll wrap up this week's edition of the Coach Bill Tierney Show presented by your Front Range Toyota stores. Um, let's talk X's and O's for Saturday against St. John's, your biggest keys uh, to be able to get that win and, and move a game over 500 in conference play. You know, it's, um, it, it's, it's going to be about like it's been about, playing great defense. We've gotten better. You know, we held Villain over to three goals in the second half. But we always say the offense is part of the defense. The defense is part of the offense. The offense played well. Stath won a bunch of big face-offs. And, and we shot better against a great goalie from Villanova, yeah. you know. So um, we've we got to continue to improve defensively. We've got to continue to improve our writing and clearing game in the middle of the field. And most of all, putting the ball in the back of the net. All right, Coach, final point for you uh, on this weekend's contest. You are uh, a squad now that heads in with some momentum in some really good areas, like you talk about. You know, Jack Thompson has played really well. Alex Stathikis has played really well. Uh, Jack Hanna and your guys who have, have stepped up offensively are playing really well. From where you are at this stage to where you want to be, you know, three weeks from now as you head into postseason play, what are the biggest keys, the biggest growth areas um, that you want to see your guys continue to develop? We've just got to, it's, it's all mental now. It's staying on the road. We're not going to change a heck of a lot. We're not going not to make any trades, you know, and so uh, we're going to go with the people we have. We played a lot more people in the Villanova game in the first half than we have in the past, and so we're going to try to continue to do that this week, but um, just continue to hone, you know, sharpen sharpen the axe, so to speak, and, and make sure that when we do get to the Big East tournament um, that we uh, there's probably a chance we'll play Villanova if, if things go the way they should. Right. Um, then uh, 
you know, it's it's going to be a, a, a two-game series to determine whether we're in the NCAA tournament, and we've got to keep striving for that goal. All right, Coach, before we wrap up, uh, one item of note, a uh, little bit of a breaking news item today on the Coach Bill Tierney Show here on ESPN Denver 1600. Uh, the Pioneers Vice Chancellor of Athletics, Recreation, and Ritchie Center Operations, Carlton Creech, um, an announcement that he will step down uh, from his position that he has held for the last few years. This is uh, a note that uh, comes as a bit of a surprise. I mean, it's uh, a guy who I know you've been really close with over his time here over the last few years in Denver. Uh, but this has been a tremendously challenging time to be an administrator through the pandemic and everything that has come with it. What has Carlton's impact been uh, in his time here at DU? Well, it's been immense, you know. And, and you know what I what I told Carlton when he told me the other day what was going on. I, it broke my heart because, um, you know, ads, coaches, players—they all come and go. But but Carlton getting us through that COVID environment and being so hands-on and so powerful in his leadership, so um, strong in his backing of athletics, uh, you know, when it comes to dealing with, you know, uh, the budget crisis and, and all those things that, that happened, uh, it, it breaks my heart. Because, But mostly probably for him because, you know, when you become an AD, you, you want to be the coach of the coaches. You know, you want to be on the field, right. which he was. You want to be, in a, you know, at the meets and at the games, and which he was. And I, I think the thing that makes me the most happy is that, you know, two or three days before he announces that he's stepping down, he wins a national championship yeah. in our premier sport. And so he'll, he just like those players, like Coach Carl and all those guys, will have that, will have that legacy to go off with. And, uh, you know, and, and I'm so proud of him and thankful for him and, and all the things that, that he's done for us. Um, it's scary, I'll be honest with you, with the, with the way the NCAA is going right now and uh, the influx of new regulations, decentralization, all, all this stuff. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's going to take somebody really good to, to, to fill his shoes. And I'm um, uh, happy for him because he says he's at peace with this. He and his wife, Stacy, are going to, they'll find something that they really enjoy. And, uh, and I'm just, uh, you know, I've been so blessed in my career, as we've talked about a lot, but uh, I feel blessed to have known Carlton and have him, you know, be, be in front of our group uh, for the last three years. All right, Coach. Well, we will get set to wrap up this week's edition of the Coach Bill Tierney Show. Carlton Creech, uh, he'll be around until later this year. It's not an immediate step-down situation. When a successor is announced, he will step down. But, uh, yeah, from all of us, he has been such an amazing asset for us to get a chance to work with and such a, a huge supporter of, of Pioneer Athletics and uh, a pretty great guy as well. And uh, to Carlton and his wife, Stacy, obviously we wish nothing but the best uh, in every future endeavor. And, you know, I'm sure he'll be around from time to time. And now he gets to yell as a fan a little bit more, which has got to be <laughs> nice it is nice and you know <laughs> he's he's always he's always been on our side and uh, i'm thankful for that wrapping up this week's episode of the coach bill tierney show from the pioneer restaurant on south university boulevard denver and st john's coming up on saturday at 12 o'clock mountain time 11:30 pioneer pregame on espn denver 1600 he's bill tierney i'm tyler mom we'll talk to you next week